All right. Hello. Hello. We are back in the saddle after spending pretty much two weeks out of town. So uh, we uh, was out at the lake for a week over 4th of July and then uh, decided to uh, run down to the cities, hit a Twins game. Then we went to Vegas for WealthCon. Anyway, we're excited to be back home, catching up a little bit today and uh, a few things I wanted to talk about because we learned quite a few things at WealthCon itself. Um, and if you're not familiar with what WealthCon is, it's Ryan Pineda. He hosts um, WealthCon every quarter. So it's like one of the only conferences that, you know, they're only just like in the spring or in the fall, whatever. He does them every single quarter, which is absolutely insane because I don't know any other conferences doing this. And he's packing the house. He's getting 1,000 to 1,200 people at each of these events. Uh, he's making a lot of money doing it. And uh, it's a great place where I don't think you can find a better room where there's real estate investors. Um, there's guys with money. There's guys doing hard money. There's guys flipping homes. There's guys investing in apartments like myself. Um, I found storage guys there. There's all sorts of different people there. A lot of, lot of home flippers and a lot of wholesalers. Um, which is also very interesting to me because it's just uh, those guys really don't aren't there generating wealth. They're still just making revenue from real estate, but we're able to retire from their W twos because of that. So um, those guys are grinders. Uh, they're doing like some 20, 30, 50 flips a year, um, which is insane because there's a lot going on when you start a flip. But then there's a lot of wholesale guys that are trying to do 20, 30 deals a month. Uh, making anywhere from five grand to 50 grand per deal. And they're just, they're not doing anything. They're just selling the deal to a house flipper. Um, and they're finding the deals off market. Um, so anyway, a little bit about WealthCon. We'll get into a little more on what that, uh, what I learned at this event. There's a few key things that I'll share at the end here. So stay around. Um, we had a lot of things happen though last week, which happened in the markets that will dictate what happens in the future. Are we going into recession? Or are we not? Um, our home price is going to drop. Is real estate going to go, you know, uh, is commercial real estate really in this huge bubble that, uh, everyone thinks it is? Um, well, we got some headline inflation data because everyone's prices are too high right now. Um, which we can all say, right? Like everything costs more right now. Finally, eggs are down. You know, the things that we notice on the shelves are coming down a little bit. Um, but we did get a reading the, the, Fed dictated, it's a bunch of economists that get together, they dictated that 3.1% inflation uh, would be the reading, and we actually came in light at 3% overall. Um, and so that's big news because everyone's like, inflation's here to stay for a while. Well, it is, but it is coming down. Core inflation, they are right about that, is high. Core inflation, a lot of what dictates that is your rents, right? Things that we invest in or things that I talk about to invest in. Um, where, you know, I always love the diagram where inflation is and isn't. Um, for some reason, pet and <laughs> pets and pet products are like the highest at 11%, like still gaining year over year. But rent is the next big one. And that's where core CPI comes from. It's 8.7% right now. So rents are going to keep climbing. It's a recession, which means Home affordability is at all, all time freaking high. Literally, I just seen a graph where it, it is the most affordable point that it's ever been. And it basically costs you an extra thousand per month to buy a home versus rent. And when that gap becomes that large, guess what happens? Rents keep climbing to catch up. 
Um, usually it's usually it's much closer than that, but right now it is an all-time best place to do right now. If like you, you don't have money, you don't don't be going to buy a home right now. Like literally go and find go find an apartment to rent. It is you're gonna save over a thousand bucks. I think the the comparison was if your mortgage was or if your rent was seventeen hundred, your mortgage would be about twenty seven hundred. Um, and there's graphs on that and. And so it's just what's happening. Rent's going to keep climbing. It's going to hold core CPI up. Um, so it's just a different, they, they scalp some of the non-energy items, rent items, housing items out of there when they're talking core. So core is uh, over 4%. I think 4.8 is what I heard. And, um, you know, you got things like gasoline are way down, like negative 20%. You got airfare down over 13%. Um, you got rental cars down 12%. So all these things are starting to come and check. Used cars is another big one, and it's down over 4% right now. So cars are catching up. Uh, there still is a big demand for cars, though. New cars, I, I got some good friends in the car business, and they're still selling cars at all-time highs. Brand, you know, um, very minimal rebates now on things like you used to. Inventory still light in some areas of the country. Other areas, it's too full. But um, you know, new vehicles are still up over 5%. So, um, you know, it's going to take some time, I think, to run its full course. But I think it's always an interesting graph when they come out. Where is inflation? Where is it not? So you can Google that for yourselves. It's always an interesting one for myself. Um, and, and also with some of this, you know, so, okay, you're saying inflation's 3%. So why is interest rates still like, why is mortgages 7%? Well, they're in a holding pattern right now, right? And and we almost know for sure that the Fed is going to raise rates in July here uh, at the next Fed meeting. And why are they going to raise? Well, that's the path they've chosen and, and have stuck to. Um, and they're going to raise a quarter of a percent in July is my dictation. And that's going to help drive the core CPI down faster, which will help us actually navigate out of a recession a little bit quicker. So you want them to raise rates right now. Things are painful. Things are slowing down. It's doing exactly what they need to be doing to get core CPI down. But we're in a holding pattern. They said they're going to raise in July, and they say they're going to raise in September. That's just like what they dictated as economists because they think things are going to heat up. Well, now that these reports are coming in light, um, inflation rating, you know, expected at three, one, we actually came in light at three and that's all the way down from four. So a full percentage drop, they need to see core CPI drop to that same level. Cause they want, they want inflation at 2%. They're going to stick to that path. Guys, with that being said though, like the 10 year you've seen the 10 year kind of predicts the future. And, and anytime you're talking about interest rates tied to inflation and you, sh- yes, yes, they correlate. You'll get the 10-year says, uh, on July 6th, I pulled up a reading. It was over four point, about 4.07%. And so usually you can add a few percentage points, boom, there's your interest rate. So 7, 7%. Well, now it's all the way down to 3.81, and it's been dropping. Why? Because all these reports have been coming in that the economy is slowing down. Um, people are losing their jobs. And uh, I think the last piece of this whole leg is literally people have to lose jobs in order for the rest of this to come down. It's going to drive down wages. It's going to slow down everything. Um, and remember, though, we had all those baby boomers retire. It's going to be difficult. And everyone's light. Like, no one. Everyone's talking about quitting their W-2 jobs and doing their own thing. And, and that may be something that happens, but people are still going to need workers 
And I think it's just going to take a long time. I don't know that the jobs will ever fully correct. I don't know if we'll go up to four and a half, five percent, whatever they're predicting. I just don't think there's enough people out there working right now to get it up that high. I think there's always going to be a demand for workers, whether it's in services, is where a lot of inflation is sitting. Um, and I just don't see it. So I think, I mean, they're on a prediction that they're going to have a soft landing. I don't see with the election next year coming up in 2024, it's hard for me to see that things are going to fall dramatically. You know that everyone in their power in the Democratic Party, they're going to make things, and the Fed listens to them, right? They're going to make things as soft as possible this fall. They're going to get everything in check. And I guarantee at some point around that election time, that's when they're going to be talking about lightening things up because we're in a holding period. So they've elevated to a period of restriction at, you know, five to five and a quarter percent. And now they're just going to hold it. They're going to hold it for the next six to eight months. And they're going to see what happens. The data should keep coming in light. And as soon as we're at a point where jobs start ticking down and core inflation are in check, guess what they're going to do? They're going to start chopping rates and it's going to be quick. And you want to make sure you're on the other side of that thing. You, we don't know, right? Like, I'm just predicting. I'm just thinking I know that the I know the things like the election are going to come up. They're going to change things, man. They're, they know who the voter is. And and they're going to help them out. And, and the, the only way they can do that right now is by chopping rates and trying to stimulate the economy again and drive down. The jobs are going to keep driving. So um, that's my prediction. Um you can hold me to it. You don't have to hold me to it, but uh, hopefully it helps you understand. That's macroeconomics. Um, some of it's, you know, opinionated, um, and uh, don't take everything I <laughs> I say for as a as a fact. But that's my belief. I believe that around this election time next year, I think you're going to see some lightening up. We're going to see the markets. Bo- the markets are already booming. They already know what's up on this, and you already see the treasuries, which usually predict 12 months out they already know what's going on. You see everything dropping. So everything's heading in the right direction. Um, But now we're in the commercial real estate phase where we got to refinance at these super high rates. You're going to see some pain, but I guarantee there's people going to suck those up just as fast because there's so much cash out there. Um, um, A little bit about WealthCon. Um, We see some interesting... uh, Man, he's getting bigger speakers all the time. And, And I was talking to Ryan after the event and... Um, we, we did a little golf mastermind and, and actually got to talk to his whole Brian Davila, um, Javi, his whole, his whole operations team too was there after. And I just thought it was funny because he literally like ran the whole event and then they had a golf mastermind the last day. It's like, <laughs> you'd be wore out at some point. I know I would be. So, uh, I was very grateful those guys were at that golf mastermind and I'll share a little more about that right at the end here. Um, but the, uh, um, the speakers, man, he is getting so much reach. So we had Kent Clothier. He was a billionaire now, but he, you know, Dan Martell, um, you know, in his mid he's doing big things. Uh, Brad Lee, I know some of you know that. Most of you know probably Brandon Turner was there. Got to talk to him a little bit too. Uh, doing huge things, raising more money, blowing people's minds how much money he's raising in how short a time. There's literally like hedge funds out there that can't raise money as fast as he can literally just because he had a podcast for 10 years and the power of social media like he's raising money faster than anyone can even fathom so he gets most of these deals because of that he can fund and he close fast 
Um, it's going to be hard to beat him, his team at Open Door Capital. And they're just a large syndication, similar to Grant Cardone. Um, but, man, is he doing big things and on a way to a billion for sure. Um, we had Anthony O'Neill at Pasture, personal brand guy as well. Talked about both. Um, Derek Fay, Robbie Law, just talking about public speaking. Um, guys, there, there were so many people there. Like, he just keeps getting bigger and bigger speakers. And the coolest part about all this is, like, all these guys are big-time guys. Um, and they literally will come speak for free. Um, I think the Elliott team was even there, super intense. Um, seemed to, like, yell at us the whole time when they were on stage. But, man, uh, pretty inspiring. Gets people fired up. And, uh, you know, you, you do learn a lot. Uh, I always like Ricky Carruth. Uh, he has some, always shares some key information on the real estate market, man. He was talking like birth rates, um, and the timing of like when birth rates spiked. So like, we're talking like 35 to 33 years ago, birth rates spiked for like five to 10, uh, what was it? 15 years, something like that. And then he was showing, uh, and then you speed it all the way up to today where those, those birth rates are now millennials, right? Like myself. And he's just showing that how many of them still need to buy a home or how many are buying a home now. It's like the 33-year-olds are starting to buy homes um, and, uh, and, and how much inventory is sitting on the market. There's literally nothing. That's why you see home prices literally going up when interest rates are at an all-time high. There is literally no inventory anywhere. Uh, and this is US-wide. I was looking up. Uh, before this, 880,000 homes were on the market this time last year. And last year was bigger than, and I think even the year before, it was like similar, 880,000 homes in the market. And that's way low, right? Everyone was buying homes because interest rates were cheap. Well, this year is or it's still with interest rates at 7%, not 3%. There's 762,000 homes. So we're short. Like we're short on supply. The monthly average inventory is down almost like historically low. So who's making all the money? Well, he said the home builders are. That's why they're building so many homes because they can build the rent. They can sell these things. Um, I wish I would have built more homes myself um, because I just think people are people need somewhere to live. And, and there is demand out there. There's a lot of people sitting in their homes right now with a 3%, 4% mortgage. And they're not going to sell either because, hey, what's going to happen? Well, I need to go buy a home for 7%. But there's still people not even entered the market of home ownership that are entering now. And they're just buying and renting these homes uh, like crazy. So the home builders are crushing it. I know in all the Sunbelt markets, the more permits they can get, the more they're building. Um, and uh, so anyway, it's kind of an interesting time like where... How are you get, how do how are interest rates so high, but yet the cost of homes are still going up? It's an insane time if you think about it. Uh, we're supposed to be in a recession where housing is supposed to be get more affordable, um, so you, more people can take ownership. But if you're not taking ownership on a home or an investment property, like right now or in the next twelve months, like you missed the bang, bandwagon. Like I know I told you to rent before this because home affordability is such a gap. Um, but what I would do instead of go buy a home, go buy an investment property, a fourplex, something where you can get the rents as they uptick over the next few years, because inflation is going to be high. I believe it's going to be hard to slow this down for a while because the builders are so regulated that they're hard to build as many homes. They're not, they're not going to catch up for a decade or two. Like we are so behind in inventory. 
Um, so watch out for that. Guys, I like I said, I would buy an investment property, hopefully, to get the gap up. If you want to go buy a home, it's fine. It's as cheap as it's going to be is right now, unfortunately. Like, I, I don't see the home prices slowing down, maybe a little bit, but um, he was showing a graph also, which I loved, was like, even in 08, 09, like we lost 10 and I don't know, 8% in the market. Like that's how much homes dropped. Now I know in some areas of the country, they dropped much more than that. But most of every other year beyond that, home ownership either went up 1%, 2%. Uh, I think in 2020, they went up 10. In 2021, they went up like 19%. Um, and in 2022, they still went up, <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's like, people always say everything's going down. It's like, uh, actually there's only like four times in history when real estate has actually went down over an entire year. So, um, take that for what it is, but it, it, it's good data that you should understand. And also we are having, before I talk about Ryan and what we learned at the golf mastermind, uh, we are actually doing our own, uh, real estate meetup. So we're going to do it in Grand Forks. Uh, talk to a lot of buddies down there that are doing them. And, uh, there's a lot of people that I know follow me, want to get into real estate. So we're going to host this one in Grand Forks. We're not sure on the location, but we're going to do July 31st, uh, 6 30. So if you can, uh, reach out to me, just, uh, DM me comments or, or sorry, DM, DM me or comment, uh, meetup and we can, uh, we'll get you added to the list. Um, if we have too big of a group, we'll probably have to go outside my offices, but um, you know, if it's a smaller group, we'll do it in my office. I'll share a little bit uh, about what I'm doing right now and some strategy and talk a little bit about the market, talk about the recession, talk about things we are now, but maybe go a little deeper. Um, you know, hopefully we even do some deals through there. And if you're into networking a little bit, want to learn more about what I'm doing, um, I should be able to get a couple other guys there that um, maybe know even a little more than I do. So, and, and, uh, anyway, yeah, just, uh, DM me meetup and uh, I'll make sure you get the invite for that, um, as well. So, uh, last part I wanted to end this is, uh, just what we talked about in the golf mastermind. So after literally four days of like craziness, Ryan puts this golf mastermind together on the fifth day. And it's, um, it was basically me and 12 guys, um, Ryan, um, Brian Davila, Javi. And, um, so it'd be three of his CEOs or partners. And then the rest of the guys are all pretty high level guys that are doing lots of flips or they're uh, big real estate investors. One guy was big into healthcare there. And, uh, you know, these guys are doing huge things. I think he's, he's leaving a $125 million company to go open up a new one. Uh, and this is like doing blood tests, and all this crazy stuff. So, um, it was cool talking. It was like insurance guys, um, all over the board, but it was interesting. Like everyone was really involved in trying to get better. And you hear the common things of, uh, you know, they all want a business that works for them, not a business that owns them. Right. Cause like, I think one of the speakers and some of these guys are like, can you leave for a couple months and come back and everything's going to be good? Or is the ship going to be uh, sunk by the time you get home? So you just kind of dictate whether you have a business or whether that business is just totally reliant on you. Um, um, so we were talking a lot about that. We were talking about, you know, what's some of the problems that we're facing. And these guys are all across the country. And it's funny how similar the stories are. And then how deep Ryan will go in his own path. He'll be like, dude, I'm trying to figure out, um, I'm trying to open more businesses. Um, and he's trying to buy businesses because he just knows the baby boomers are exiting. 
He knows that there's going to be some opportunity in real estate. Um, you know, these businesses, there's businesses that are literally selling for pennies on the dollar because these boomers have no sellers. Um, and, and so he knows how to go about and, and how to build a team. So I'm really, I need to be on the path of finding a COO and, and if I'm going to keep growing, um, that's what takes most of my time is my businesses and, and growing on social media and helping you guys. And, and, and I want to help more, more people. And I know that I'm going to need a COO to keep driving that ship on the behind the scenes, because that's not like all the details is not my forte. So anyway, you, you just found these common alignments between all 12 of these guys, maybe all 12 different industries. Um, and even Ryan, Ryan himself, he's hosting these big events. He makes, you know, quite a bit of money from those and uh, all the several other businesses are all vertically integrated and they work together. Um, and that's why he holds Wealthcom, but creating a lot of traction, man. And uh, really, uh, if you don't follow him, you should. Uh, he, uh, he drives home a lot of value. A lot of people that are interested in the beginning in real estate, they should be following him and, and understanding how to flip, how to wholesale and uh, everything his programs teaches, even social branding. You can see every his his fingerprints on everything that we do today, um, and and just trying to get a little better each day. And and you know that's that's the main goal. But uh, that's all I got, guys. Uh, I appreciate y'all. I uh, hopefully you got some value from today. But stay out there in the markets. Don't pull up. Don't pull out yet. And uh, uh, sorry to talk about your home ownership, but Dave Ramsey's not the guy. We found out that from the whole room. So. <laughs> If you want to keep growing, uh, you might have to take on a little debt, but understand inflation's on your side. And uh, appreciate you all. Take care. We'll see you in the next one.